but it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we'll use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! Yes, Lima time time. Episode 29, we fell short of 30, although I think that I labeled a, a couple bonus episodes as just bonus. So I think we're over 30. Like, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing. Well, we did one last night, so technically this is 30. This is 30, like, We yeah. almost did a, we did like three-fourths of a show last night. We really did, and we're both, we're both more mad than we were. Um, yep. But a little more laid back, I think, just because it's a whatever happens, happens. Oh yeah, we don't care. Yeah, it's gonna do what it's gonna do. So if it goes, awesome. If it doesn't, whatever. <laughs> There's always next year. Uh, you want to say something nice about Bravado Spice? I will. It is their fourth birthday. It was this week, so they're still babies, but they're like like really advanced, smart babies. Yes, maybe like a robot, like cyborg baby. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so disregard that. But do know that they have the best hot sauce in the state of Texas, probably the country. I, I don't want to go out and speak for the entire country, but I'm assuming that we have the hot sauce on lockdown here. Yeah. No, you know, maybe true. Louisiana, maybe a few places in the south. But I'm, I'm thinking that they own the game. But, yeah, they just their fourth anniversary. It's the best. Bravadospice.com. Bravado, at Bravado Spice Cup. Or I don't know. I don't even know any of this anymore. What, give us our money. Yeah, sacks of money. James Nelson, give us our money. Give us our sacks of money. We, we, we've hit over a thousand listeners on episodes, so I mean we're hitting our quotas. Yeah. Give us – we're doing our part. Give us money. Like you're getting free exposure. Give us money. That's right. It's time to, it's time to hold up. Was, it, was this a spot or a threat? I don't know. Well, that's, that's I did the, say nice things. Like I do like bravado spice, but I also like money. That's the future of advertising. Is getting money for talking about or threatening them? Just just yelling at people until you get money. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's a good idea. That's the, I'm, I'm good at that. That's the racket. So we're business. No, I love those guys. They're the best. They really are. Like I I I made a, a pizza uh, for the wife. And I tonight, and I put I, I threw some crimson in there with a pizza sauce, just to kind of give it a little bit of extra extra whatever. And it was I I will look for an excuse to use Bravado Spices products. Yeah, you're getting creative with it. Yeah, no, I'm 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 running the game, so I'm I'm doing my part. Give me a sack of money. Yep. I think we deserve a sack of money. We do, <laughs> we do, uh, and a jug of moonshine. Let's make this whole episode about that of getting us a sack of money. That's right, and I want, I want a sack of money, and I want a jar of moonshine and a jug that's labeled XXX. That's what I want, and a and a decent baseball team. That's right. That's, that's right. That, um, throw that in last. Just mix it in there with the sack of money because it's timely and topical. Um, it is. So the the 2016 Astros season came to an end. Um, it, it actually it, it, it's so hard to recapture the magic that we had last night, just because we were we were seriously on a roll and my computer got stupid quick. Um, but but I feel like the season the season actually ended when the Astros had that 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 stretch at home against the Angels and Mariners and went like 1 in 5 or 1 in or 2 in 5 or something stupid like that but when the bullpen absolutely blew apart and gave up what like 10 runs or or maybe it was like 16 runs it was a stupid number of runs that the bullpen gave up against the Angels at home in some and a couple of must win games um when when do you, when did you because we we've sort of we've been criticized for being a little bit whiny about the Astros, and I'll own that because they they were a team that's worth whining about because they're better than they actually performed on the field. When do you feel? I like- think that's scheduling, though. I, I think we were always recording after just a brutal, like heartbreaking stretch. So it's not like we ever recorded after winning eleven straight, and it's like everything was great. It was always just bad when we had to do our show. So. 
I, I think that's just reflective of the season. But yeah, I mean, you can call us whiny. They, uh, whatever. It's true. We're not in the playoffs, so what are we supposed to be celebrating? Oh, we're not in the playoffs, but but you know what didn't happen is that we didn't get beat at home ten to one by the team that we've sort of deemed as a fan base we hate the most, and that's the Rangers hating the Blue Jays. So, did you did you? Take any satisfaction from how completely destroyed Cole Hamels got uh, worked over today? Is is it? I guess my question is: Is it better to have to have made the playoffs and get worked over? And this is one game, and I realize that. But is it better to have made the playoffs and get destroyed than it is to have not made the playoffs and not get embarrassed in front of everybody? Uh, it's always better to make it. I, agree. Um, I wasn't as mad as I thought. I mean, I or like happy to see it. I didn't. I got kind of annoyed. There were a lot of people posting on Twitter and stuff, and it just got we looked kind of petty, and I don't like that. And normally, I hate them. I hate Cole Hamels. Like I'm glad he suffered, and I'm glad they lost. Yeah. But like I found myself seeing so many posts, and when we're not in the playoffs, it just I was like I didn't like it. I don't know what it was. No, no, I totally understand. Does that makes sense. Like no. people were just like, eh, Rangers. Eh, it's like well, our team sucks. Like we <laughs> couldn't even get in the wild card game. Like what are we talking about here? I, you know, I one hundred percent agree because and and I took some satisfaction from today and I I even tweeted. A oh, few, for sure. But but it's the whole like at least we made it, douchebag. Like you know we yeah you we can't even won the division by eleven games or nine games or whatever it was like. Like, what are you? It's okay to and be. They're playing at, and they're playing at home. They're playing at home. They got a home playoff series. Like, yeah, they got killed. The Toronto. I I picked Toronto to win the AL. To be honest with you, or at least play in the ALCS. Let's do that. Let's let. What are your? I mean, we're we're a little bit further into the. I mean, it's not a one hundred percent valid, you know, prediction. But but what's your what's your call as far as who's in the ALCS, who's in the World Series, who wins the World Series? Uh, let's go, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to have, I'm going to just go ahead and have Boston beat Toronto, but I think Toronto can win it. I'm going to go Boston Cubs like everybody else. Cubs win the World Series. That's, that's exactly, but I, I have, the I Cubs. just don't, I mean, I, anybody can win it. It's so I don't really have any kind of reasoning behind it, except that the Cubs and Red Sox are both really good. What is a bigger crapshoot? Is it, is the draft a bigger crapshoot or are the playoffs a bigger crapshoot? With baseball, I think the, well, the draft's a pretty big crapshoot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you can compare those two even, but the playoffs really are any, especially the division series. Right? I really wish that they would make it seven games for all, kind of like the NBA did. Right. Where it's just seven games. Because that's at least a better example. Even if one team gets hot, and if you lose four games, you're like, all right, they got us. Yeah. No, I you, agree. Like we've we've been the victims of the you know the Kevin Brown scenario. Yeah. Where you just three games just isn't enough. I know it's just one more game. That's a big difference. It is. So yeah. So I'd like to go to seven games in division series, but so yeah, I think it's a crapshoot because of the the L and LDS. So let's get back. No, I agree, and I think I think the Cubs will beat the Red Sox in in like fifteen years ago. To say a Cubs Red Sox World Series is that's a preposterous thing. But it's hilarious, right? Right, but the, I think the Cubs will win in seven games, and they'll win in on in like the forty fourth inning. And Joe Buck is just gonna he's gonna go insane, and he's gonna tear his hair plugs out and eat them. Um, <laughs> They're too valuable, <laughs> but that's that's how that's how he's going to roll. Yeah, I don't doubt it. So let's let's go back to the Astros and sort of a season rather than take joy in because I think we're both on the same page here. Who are? No, no never mind. Um, who is your who is your MVP for the 2016 Astros? It's 100 percent Jose Altuve. Yeah, that was easy. Who's your least valuable player? Colby Rasmus. It's got to be. Yeah, because not only did not play well, but then with that shit at the end of the year, like I, I, I love the Possum King, and we all know that. I'm documented as loving the guy, but come on, it, it couldn't be more of a letdown than that. So I guess my question is, what's better for the team? Is it, is it? 
Keichel, who who in the last couple of days came out in the Chronicle and said that he was dealing with some stuff that maybe he should have told the medical staff about and and just tried to pitch through and it didn't work out and he didn't pitch in September and and we all know his early season struggles but he done pre- he done pretty well in the second half is it better to be Dallas Keuchel to try to pitch through the injuries and be ineffective or is it better to be Colby Rasmus know you're ineffective and take yourself out uh, this one that's a catch 22 I, I it just there's no right answer they both kind of suck. I, I think it's like somewhere in between, you know. You have to have some awareness of your body, but I also want you to be somewhat tough too, but not to the point of it being detrimental. So, uh, yeah, I don't, that's tough. I can't pick one or the other. Yeah, it's tough. You want you want your dude to be a gamer, but you don't want him to to hurt the team. And like, like McCullers, McCullers is kind of in between. Like he gets these injuries and he'll come out, but he also will play with some discomfort. Like he wants to play. And you know he wants to play. See, he was he was an early oh, he, pretends to us. <laughs> he he was a pick uh, I'd thought about him as far as least valuable just because he missed the first 6 weeks of the season, he missed the last 2 months of the season. Like he was a non-factor. I mean, he pitched when the Astros and it's not a coincidence that when McCullers was on the Astros, that was the best baseball they played all year. When he when right. he was pitching, but he just didn't pitch enough. So, are you now? Would you rather him throw five innings a week, or do you want him to throw to make to make one to two starts a week? Do you are you concerned enough about his his health and the strength of his arm that you want him in the rotation, or do you want do you want McCullers in the bullpen? Um. I was intrigued by uh, the prospect of him being an elite closer, but I still I still want to see his his chance in the rotation play out. Um, I think maybe that transition happens if we have one more year where he's just not pitching the majority of this time. Yeah, if maybe just his arm isn't built for long innings, I I don't know. It could just be bad luck, but I like to see him get the shot because he has the stuff, and we need that kind of arm. You you pair that up with. Uh, a big free agent signing, and then, you know, so you have you've bolstered up your your rotation. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, that there's it the, is the thing about the Astros is that that there's not an easy answer to any of their problems. <laughs> I mean, the easy yeah, so, that's so Astros of them. It really is that there's not like a, okay, we'll just go get. Strasburg in the off season and 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 we're done. You know, awesome. You know, it wasn't. It, but I the thing that drives me insane is that there are. You know, last year we thought, okay, you know, going into the off season, they had that heartbreaking loss in the in the ALDS. Um, go and shore up your bullpen, and we're good. You know, because of because first base is going to be better, because the the rotation is going to improve. And you beef up the bullpen, and and you're golden. And there are just as many holes now as there were a year ago. And I should point out that one year ago tonight was when Keuchel, Rasmus, and Carlos Gomez beat the Yankees uh, in the wild card game. It's 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 yep. 365 days ago, right now. Like I was finishing up a pack of cigarettes that I had bought like three hours ago. Like I smoked the entire pack, and I had not smoked. Cigarettes in a very long time, but nice. and, and now I get my joy out of Cole Hamels getting rocked by the Blue Jays, who I don't necessarily like, but I like that it's a, sort of a what smells worse, your butt or your feet. Like it's not yeah. like I love the Blue Jays, but I like them more than it's like. Would you rather root for Mussolini or Hitler? That's sort of that's sort of my you take, view. You, you take Mussolini, by the way. Well, yeah, you got to. <laughs> you got to take Mussolini. Yeah, you got to got to do it. That's um, a slam dunk. So there are there are just as many question marks going into this offseason as there were last offseason, and I don't think that's where we saw ourselves as fans uh, a year ago. So, like, what do you – do you believe in A.J. Reed? Do you think that you can sort of cover first base with your glut of third baseman slash left fielder slash Marwin? Like, how do you, how do you proceed? 
Uh, I do not trust AJ Reed. Um, I'm kind of torn between. Let's see if Tyler White figured it out. You know, with the weight loss and all that stuff, he looked good toward the end of the year. Yeah. Or let's just let's just get the reps to to Guriel and have him platoon and switch off with Marwin. You know, going from DH to not. Um, that would be my the other thing. Yeah, I think I think what the Astros do. White creates somebody that creates a log jam at first if uh, Reed or White are playing, honestly. But if they're the best option, let's do it. You know, and I was listening to to a. I don't know if you listen to the Ringer. Uh, it's a. I think it's a ESPN. No, I don't know. I don't know who the Ringer. I don't. I can't remember who owns the Ringer, but it's a baseball podcast with Ben Lindbergh and some Grantland former Grantland dudes. That uh, yeah. from late August, I was just listening to it because that's how backed up I am. But but they had an interview with Kevin Goldstein, uh, the Astros director of pro scouting, who I hope that we can have on at some point this off season. Um, That'd be nice. To and 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 Goldstein. One of the things that struck me was Goldstein saying like, no team has ever suffered because they had too many good players. Like I want to see, and I thought that was a pretty good point. If if you're good they'll find a place for you. And whether that's DH, you rotate between first, third, and DH, or your left field and third base, and the third baseman moves over to first. Like, nobody's ever missed the playoffs because they had too many good players. Um, For sure. I want to see, I guess I want to see how the Astros, because it seems like first base is easier to, to cover than an outfield position. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. So I'm curious. I'm curious what the Astros. I think the first move the Astros make will determine how it's a domino effect. Like if they get a if they get a sweet outfielder, and I don't know who that would be, but somebody that could cover first, then and and maybe it's maybe it's Gaddis, maybe because we need to talk about catcher at some point. But it's it's such a fluid. Like you're just trying to find dudes that are that are good with a bat that are not a defensive liability and your pitching staff returns to the form of 2015 and you should be good. Yeah. Should be. Should be. <laughs> Maybe you're not. So it's a, it's going to be a weird off season, especially because so, so now as it stands, it's pretty clear the Astros need to upgrade the rotation are you comfortable rolling Keuchel, McCullers, McHugh, Musgrove in your front four? Um, well, I'd like to push that front four back one in a perfect world. Okay, so you're four or five. But, are, you, are you okay with Keuchel, yes. McCullers, McHugh, and Musgrove? So do, yes. you, do you want Sale or do you want Chris Archer? Um, I'd prefer Chris Archer, but only because... Sales jerk, but will I take Chris Sale in a heartbeat? Yes, I, I think, and I think you have to give up more for Chris Sale. I feel like they're going to want Brookman or somebody. See, I, I, you know, I don't, because Sale, I think is a is or a, Musgrove. You might be giving him back to somebody. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you might be trading that because I mean, if either one, both teams are going to want major league ready. They're yep. going to want major league ready players, and that that would involve Musgrove. Um, yeah, uh, but that's fine. So there, I, I feel like there are enough. There's enough promise in in the pitching depth, and I think that, and and we this is something that we talked about last night that got canned because my computer was dumb. But there was not as much depth in pitching as as sort of we hoped there would be or expected there to be. Um, coming into 2016. Yeah, not even close. It was weird how that flipped really quick. Fister went. Doug Fister went full Casimir. Like we were ready to anoint him, uh, and we said it on on an episode, you know, mid season that that Doug Fister was the ace. And he was then, the most consistent. I, I, ace is a stretch, but yeah, we he was because he would go out there and he'd give you a quality start. And he didn't implode. All the other pitchers were capable of giving up the six spot. So I mean, at one point he was just Mister Consistent. But yeah, he just 
he went. <laughs> he went full Casimir on us. Like he, in down the stretch, I mean, the he straight up imploded, and maybe that has to do with with only being able to throw eighty eight, eighty nine. Yeah, but but that was, I mean, Fister. So you got it. I mean, Fister's a free agent. He's gone, right? Uh, he has to be right. And Rasmus is totally gone, right? Yep. So right there, you need a starter, and you need an outfielder, and you know Guriel Bregman. Either one could be could be the answer there. You've got some dudes coming up from from the minors that that could be that could pitch in, but I guess the the most immediate concern is is Altuve that his contract. Do you go ahead and and give Altuve the the big contract, or do you wait? And let him run up another possibly AL MVP season, and 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 then the price tag extends beyond that. Well, I mean, I think it's inevitable, so they're going to do it. So I might as well just give him whatever he wants. Honestly, um, I, I don't think it matters when they do it. But if you're going to do it, just lock him up. See, and and I want them it's like to-, they're waiting to see. I mean, he's been <laughs> he's been the best hitter in the league for a few years now. Come on. See, I'm with you. I I want them to go ahead and do it and front load the because he's got to be a 200 million dollar player now, right? Yeah, he has to be. So front load it, give him eight years, 200 million, and and give him like 35 early, and then and then sort of what they did with Feldman, where they paid it, yeah. where they paid Feldman 12 million the first year, 10 million the second year, 8 million the third year. Because we've talked about this, you know, uh, at least on two episodes, maybe maybe more, that there's some paydays coming down the pike, and so you give Altuve his money when Correa's cheap or when Springer is cheap. Like like, go ahead and give Altuve thirty million dollars, you know, soon, so that you can lessen the the payroll burden down the road when ideally everything clicks and everyone is performing and you got to pay some of those other dudes. I, I completely agree. Well, that's anticlimactic. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, that's what it is. What it is. That's exactly what you should do. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, I, I got nothing else to do with it. That's what it is. <laughs> Who was give them the money now? And that's, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't have like a, <laughs> Long-winded answer. Like I just agree. <laughs> we got to work on our Skip Baylessing of this podcast. Um, I will never do that. <laughs> so, who is the who's the scapegoat? Like, why did this season? Why did this season fail? Because this was a failure of a season. Uh, I I really can't blame anybody. It's the injury bug. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna blame it on the injuries. The health. Blame it on the trainer. I don't know. <laughs> Their vitamin intake. Yeah, I think, I mean, there were a lot of little things, but the, the injuries adding up, that's what did it. I mean, you were missing half your team by the time September rolled around. It was October, I mean. It was really un, unbelievable. That, that two weeks or three weeks, Valbuena goes down, and I'm working on kind of a uh, the eras of the 2016 Astros, like, because there was April, which was god awful, and and then they played like the best. They were the best team in baseball for two months, and then people started getting hurt, and they could not, absolutely could not recover. No, and I don't want to say that Valbuena was the linchpin because for for a couple months, Valbuena pitched uh, pitched. Valbuena hit like he had never hit before in his entire career. And exactly, he was great. And then he got hurt, and Bregman Bregman came up, and it it took too long for Bregman to figure out either either hey, it's not even that he didn't figure out major league pitching; it's that his he was very unlucky in where where the the balls actually went. But yeah, but it took too long, and it took too long for Guriel to come up, and Guriel struggled the last few weeks of the season. He did. He did. And, and right after it looked like he was going to take off, and then it just flipped around. It, and 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 the, the sort of the the explanation was that well, in Cuba, you it's like a four 
four on three. It's almost like Cuban baseball players are like firemen, that they're like four on three off. And that's not how Major League Baseball works. So if if you're Gurriel, you're 32, you're adjusting. I'm 36. You know, I I a week ago tomorrow, I cracked one, possibly two ribs, and I'm going to be done. I can't do anything for like six weeks that involves anything related to my ribs, which seems like a lot. Um, Right. Basically, I'm using that. I'm using this as a cover to just have a few beers. Not do anything. Pretty much every night. Not have to get up and work out. Not go and run. But are you concerned with how... Guriel finished this season. Like, do you think he can he can recover and and be productive over the next three and a half years of his contract and sort of overcome the adjustment to the rigor of a major league baseball schedule? Yeah, I think he will. I think he'll he'll continue to get in shape in the off season, and that that'll be a focal point for for him. Um, but it does remain to be seen. I think- but I think that's a thing that I mean. He's not the first Cuban player to play in the bigs. Like he'll be all right, but yeah, there is an adjustment period, and he, maybe he did hit a little wall there. But I mean, you get used. To, I mean, he'll be fine. He's an athlete. I guess the thing that bothers me is that he's thirty-two. People have yeah, there's that. Yeah, he's been he's been rumored. I mean, he, he was sort of a, a unicorn uh, to borrow a phrase from someone else. That it's not like he didn't know what the what the baseball schedule was like. You know, to to come in and and just not be ready to play five or six games a week, and I have no idea what it's like to actually play at an at an elite level. You know, for for a hundred literally every night. Yeah, one hundred and sixty two games in basically one hundred and ninety days. I I don't know. Like, and and I'm saying this knowing full well that if if it is at all possible, I will not go to work tomorrow. Like, I'll stay I'll stay home, and if I can find a sub. Uh, and I'm working on it. Then, then I'm I'm going to stay home and, and watch documentaries all day. Um, yeah, for sure. But most uh, people are like that. Yeah, but but I'm also not making forty seven million dollars over the next five years. I I go back and forth on the demands of a baseball player and what the expectation uh, and the expectation that comes with that kind of money. Having given that that I won't ever make that much money in my entire life. Right. I don't it's, know. it's a completely different mentality. I don't I don't know. I think you just have to tune it out and just try to play and not even think about that. Otherwise you'll just be haunted and get eaten alive. Yeah, and apparently it was I mean, we, we talked about Keichel sort of, you know, had these nagging things that he couldn't overcome and uh Hinch came out and said Correa was dealing with injuries for what seems like a pretty significant part of the season. Like there's so much that goes into being an elite major league baseball player that we don't see and I, they wear the long pants because you can't see that like the lower half of their legs are completely bruised um yeah the, and there's no recovery time there's really just not think of when you're sore from you just uh, not even like a significant injury and you're just sore you know you maybe they went three for three and hit two doubles and a triple and just had to run a little bit more it's just a little bit off you don't you get that extra day to just rest and work it out you're immediately playing the next day and you're on it and you're batting practice and you got i mean it's just it never stops ever and you and you're expected to play like uh, like I'll yeah yeah it. it's not yeah you'd you'd see a lineup card from brian mctaggart or or jay kaplan or whoever it was and it and altuve is not playing you're like what the hell like what does is hinch trying not to win this game like what's what there's the demands of of the fan base that are probably unreasonable very unreasonable, but you know, you want to win. So why do you want your best player in there? That's not unreasonable. It's true. But yeah, they do. They do need rest, and they don't get much. I mean, I can count maybe three games Altuve sat. Maybe maybe it's more, but it felt like that. Yeah, George Springer played every single game. Yeah. See, I mean that dude. I mean he played. He's the first player since what? What was it? Carlos Lee in 2011. Yep. To play in 162 games. And let's That's crazy. Just, let's just stop for a moment and remember that Carlos Lee actually played 162 games yeah, in a season. Good on him, El Caballo. This uh, 
this version of this episode has taken a far different turn than last night's. Last night's is a little yeah. more upbeat. Maybe we're just mad at technology and... We are. But the Rangers lost, so that's good. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. There were, there were a couple of good questions on Twitter last night. Um, I put up a poll just to kind of make it a little more lighthearted for a, for a few minutes. Um, who would you least, who would you rather not fight you or me? And that's the poll. <laughs> that's the poll that I put up. Uh, hilarious. let me see, let me see where it is. 64 votes, which is not great for a Twitter poll on a, on a baseball night, uh, after three hours, but 64 votes, it's 32, 32. Like people don't, people don't want to fight us. Like that's all there is to it. Well, yeah, that's clear what it is. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I, I haven't checked it in a while. What do you bring to the table in a fight? I mean, I'm, I just I want to win. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I bring to the table. Like I, I want to end it as quickly as possible. Oh, that's good. I'm I'm like five and zero with three one punch knockouts where I could just end it. Have you been in a fight? Yeah, I've been in five. A couple of them were like giant brawls where I, I just knocked a guy out. But yeah, I mean, you got to fight sometimes. Tell me... Not, tell, not in a long time. I mean, this was all high school and maybe first couple years of college. <laughs> I love that you were in a fight in college. Like, how did... What, what were the fights? I don't know, Pete. I have bars and stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, somebody hits your friend and their guy jumps in. You, It's just stupid shit that is dumb. But there's also weird codes that you have to defend your people or whatever. Yeah, sure. It's dumb. You don't want to. It's like, ah, here we go. So <laughs> that's a, that's awesome. I I've not been in an actual like fist fight, but but I've have enough white guilt and and white rage that that I think I could do some damage. So so you're you're just ready to end the fight as soon as it starts. And that's yeah, what, I want I want, I want to hit him first and end it right there. See, I feel like I kind of want to toy with people, which makes me oh, more no. dangerous. But no, you don't. You don't want to mess with that. Too many variables. Hmm. It's a good point. Good point. Yeah, because huh. if you let them in, they can hit you and do inflict damage. If you just end it, then it's over. <laughs> <laughs> as simply as I could put it. That's amazing. I love. So it. Like, whenever they're like a UFC fighter, and you just like, and then all of a sudden you're in like getting your. You're in an arm bar, and you're like, "Oh, I did not foresee this." <laughs> who do you want to in in all of Major League Baseball? Who do you want to fight? Like, who would you who would you like actually enjoy going toe to toe with? That is a current... you know my answer. It's Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels. That, that would not. Of course, it's fuck that guy. I will break his pretty face. That would be the Fight Club, like where. They destroyed Jared Leto, and just because they want to destroy something beautiful, like oh, for sure, Cole Hamels. Oh yeah. yeah, that'd be fun for me. I thought Odor because he feels like it feels like Odor is a tough guy, but he's he's probably really not. No, no, just because he landed that one punch, everybody thinks he's a badass. I'd love to just yeah send a message. He's just a little baseball player. Yeah. No, I'll punch Odor in his. Stupid little face. Oh, he punched Joey Bautista. No. Uh-uh. I'm not having that. He's not a tough guy. He just connected on a punch. That was awesome. Good well, for him. Well, let's also, let's also keep in mind that like a 23-year-old dude hit a 36-year-old dude or 37-year-old dude. And yeah. everyone thinks he's he's the king of enforcers. Like, he's not. No, just because nobody else throws punches. He's like the only one that did it. You know? Do you enjoy the irony that the Rangers, because they're just a bunch of bitches, that they waited until the last game of the regular season to get their revenge, and now they have to play them in the uh, in the postseason? I think that's beautiful. That's what they get. They're so I hate them. I do hate them. I really and and I have a bunch of Rangers fans uh, like buddies that are like. You know, they're, they're bad too. Fans are make the fans are just as bad. They're part of why I hate them. It's not just the team. No, yeah, but but they're like, what you hated the Cardinals for a lot longer, and I'm like, you underestimate the 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 room I have in my heart for hate. 
that the Rangers fans are coming from a position of of having won 15 of 19 games and totally dominated the Astros. Like, of course, it's not as whatever rivalry the Astros and Rangers have. It, it's more amplified for Astros fans because the for Rangers sure. the Rangers have won. But I yeah, I'm with you. I I dislike their fans as much as I dislike that, and I hate their team. I hate every single one. Yeah, of them. I do too. Except, yeah, I do too. Except Beltre. Beltre is a treasure, and I'm with you on that. Yeah, Beltre is great. He's a treasure to the game, and they're they're really they don't deserve him. No, they don't. And and I our boy Levi Weaver, who came on a few episodes ago, he's a he's a yep. good, he's a good dude. Like there, are, I feel like I might have said this before on this show that that I think that I talk about Rangers fans that I appreciate. A certain number, like racists, talk about like the black friends that they have. Like, well, I, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Well, I've got. I some, hate, I, I'm racist, but I, I like that one. Uh, yeah, I have. I have like number. three. I have three Rangers fan friends, and where I live, it's a little bit tougher because there's more Rangers fans, and I come yeah. in contact with them. But they're just the worst. Like they, they really are. They're delusional. They're just as. I mean, they're the same fans as cowboy fans. So the same kind of mentality. Yeah, just, they're just they're just trash. They don't. It's like they don't understand the game. I don't know. I hate them. I really do. I know I've said this before, but it's worth repeating that the Rangers fans are new money that think that they're old money. That's exactly what they are. That's and that is, that's that sums up Dallas. That's exactly what Dallas is. They got some. It's all, it's all new money. It's all yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. So who do you who if you could choose a team to win the World Series? Who would it be? I mean, talent aside, predictions aside, if 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 you were not the, I mean, and we've talked about like our our second favorite teams and whatnot in previous episodes, but if you could choose a team to win just for personal enjoyment, who would it be? Huh. I that's a, I I don't know because it would be my team. Um, well, yeah. I don't really care about anybody else. Um, you know, I the Mets got eliminated. I wouldn't mind if the Mets won. I I know people are like nineteen eighty six, but I I kind of like the Mets. Yeah, they're I kind think- of a, it's kind of a little brother syndrome. That's not the Cubs. So I, I I don't know. There's something about them that I wouldn't mind them winning. It's always fun when they're in it. I have a lot of friends in New York and stuff. So that's I don't know. Yeah, I lived up up that way. I like for, the Dodgers. The Dodgers are all right too. I mean, whatever. But these aren't real answers. I'm just making shit up. I I don't care at all. Yeah, I just want to see. I want to see. And I, it's a cop out to be like, I just want to watch good baseball. But but I want I want chaos. That's what I want. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. You want to just see like like that one uh, the meltdown inning with the Rangers last year. <laughs> like that that. <laughs> That was premium baseball. It wasn't just because it was the Rangers, but that was just just watching that was just incredible. It's like, oh, this is amazing. Like I, I'm soaking up every second of this. I remember, I remember the Bautista bat flip more than I remember any more. I, I do not remember uh, Carlos Gomez whatever he did after he hit the home run at Yankee Stadium. I and having no, I don't remember it either. I know he did it. Having watched every single, and I was in, I was at a wedding, that, and it was, I remember thinking of this, that it's totally typical me, that the Astros actually make the playoffs out of nowhere, and and I'm out of state. Like, I could not, I could not have gone to a game, even if I wanted to, because... Of, <laughs> that of, sucks. It was just, and and the the wedding that I went to, the, the couple's now divorced, which makes it even more... Just ridiculous. Well, wow, that's not a that's not a very good run. No, no. It, well, it was it was problematic from the beginning, but whatever. Okay, you know, got to support. But that's not even that's not even really trying. Honestly, that's okay. not okay. Well, that's neither here nor there. Got to support the wife's friend here. Um, Yikes! But uh, I rem- like I will I will honestly literally never forget the Bautista bat flip. Well, yeah, because you had like the game stopping from the beers being thrown and all, just so much stuff happening. So do you think that the Rangers Blue Jays that's a better rivalry than the Rangers Astros? It's only a better rivalry cuz it's like reciprocated on both ends. Nah, that's exactly right. Exactly but, right. But but rest assured if the Astros come out next year and are, 
you know, win eight straight to start and it starts evening out. They don't like us either. It's just there's nothing like it's not a robbery if you're just beating this team all the time. It's like who cares? Yeah, you know, no, it's totally like back agree. in the day when the Rockets and the Mavericks would play. It's like who cares? The Mavericks are terrible, and then they got good later on. But it used to not even be fun. It's like it's not a rivalry if the other team's bad. Yeah, if it's one sided, then obviously the other side's gonna be you're gonna care more about it. So no, I I agree. I think the the Rangers fans probably look more towards the Blue Jays, and I think they and and they have a right to do this, and it's up to the Astros to fix this. That they would rather they would rather play the Astros than the Blue Jays. Oh, they would, but see, but there's fun, like there's drama there. Like you want to play the, just like we had the little thing with the Royals that we never we never attacked on. But you know, when there's drama, you want to take care of it. So they know that something's going to go. You know, stuff happens in their games. They had the fight. You had the the home run. They have stuff happening now. And they like played them two years in a row in the playoffs. That's all you need to start a good rivalry. Yeah, it's true. Is a couple of bad incidents and in games, and then to play a team in the playoffs in the consecutive years, then all of a sudden you have something. Yeah. So, I think that's what helped. Even though they were division rivals with the Cardinals, like playing them, and you know the, we had the, the Braves too, even playing them every year that you hate them a little bit more. Yeah. No. It's. Yeah. No. I I agree. Um. Do you want? In the outfield, would you rather have Edwin Encarnacion or Yoannis Cespedes? Hmm. Uh, I'd go with Encarnacion, honestly. But I wouldn't... Uh, I, I'll take Cespedes, too, man. Either one, yeah. Either one would... I, 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 I really like Encarnacion, and he had a hell of a year this year. He did. But yeah, that, that's a that's a toss up. Yeah, either either one would be fine with me. What about you? No, you, yeah, either I, one. There's not one you prefer. Yeah, I mean, if if they do either one, would be an upgrade over Rasmus. Um, center field is going to be a question mark, um, just because of, but maybe not because they're getting rid of Tal's Hill, and and so it's not as much ground to cover. Are you? And I'm gonna I'm gonna sub question the question. Are you going to miss Tal's Hill? A little bit. A little bit, just because it's been here for 16 years. Yeah. I mean, it's been a part of part of baseball at Minute Maid Park. But, I mean, I, I'm i not going to... Yeah, I, sentimentally, yeah, but not from a baseball standpoint. I'm not going to be mad it's not there next year. It's uh, Tal's Hill is sort of the Bryce Harper... Of of Minute Maid Park for me, like I appreciate Bryce Harper because so many people hate him, and I like Tal's Hill because of how many other teams' fans absolutely hate it. That their dude can hit a four hundred and seventy foot fly ball that gets caught, you know, up a hill, and it's not a home run. And definitely, and, and so I, I appreciate it because of how many other people absolutely hate it. Yeah, yeah, it was like a troll in the league. Everybody was so annoyed they had to come here. And yeah, I I like that too. Well, it was different. You know, it's just something that stands out. It's a throwback, yeah. But uh no, I think we'll like the normal dimensions a lot, a lot better. Yeah. I mean it, it it'll it'll help and it'll hurt and there're going to be times that somebody hits a home run and we're like, "Oh, I wish Tal's Hill was still here. That'd be a that'd be a fly. That'd be a fly well, out." But just like just like this year people said the opposite. They're just like, "Well, next year that'll be a home run." It's just like, "What? A, people are going to say that no matter what's going on." Yeah. Hit the ball hard. Well, that's and, a, that's not a home run in Oakland or whatever. Who cares? Like, <laughs> right. Right. That doesn't make a difference. If they played in Rome, it wouldn't be a home yeah. run. Well, Ebbets Field, that had no chance. <laughs> um, Michael Connor, a friend of the show, a guest, one of the guests, one of the many distinguished guests. He's the best. Um, had a great question last night when we were trying to record, where he said, uh, which Astros player has it go down in the in the DMs the most? Huh. Uh, probably Springer. Well, Springer's not on Twitter, so it can't be Springer. That's what I thought, too, and then I was like, ah, he's not on Twitter. So unless he's like the egg that just 
Yeah, he's got a Springer egg, and he's just like, yo, girl. Um, <laughs> I'm George Springer. I, I, I went through the roster. There's really not a lot of a lot of guys, maybe low-key Bregman. Like, he doesn't talk about it a lot, but, like, he's getting blown up in the DMs. I can see it. I can see that. It's not yeah, Altuve. He's young. It's, he's, not, yeah, it's not Altuve because he's got a girl uh, who is not unattractive at all. Uh, and has a has a baby on the way, so I don't I don't yeah, think he's it's a, he's a, yeah he's just a nice guy too. Like we, we don't have any like scandalous ladies men. I mean, it's probably somebody like some. It's like Mike Fires and shit. <laughs> fires, <laughs> like a if, cre- creepy old man, just like Fires. Just I bet it's Fires. If I, <laughs> if I remember, you know? if I remember correctly, there was a a tweet that Fires like sent out where it was a, it was a picture of. It wasn't a selfie. Like he had someone else hold his phone, and it was him and and some like porn star, like outside Minute yep. Maid Park. And I can't remember. I I don't. Being, yeah, he had no idea it was a porn star though. Right? No, I and then think he deleted it. When I found f- out. I feel like he knew. Like I don't. Uh, being yeah, ha- he did. Being happily married, like I don't. I'm not into the porn game, but but I feel like if you're gonna give someone. Ah, if you're gonna give someone your phone and be like, "Take a picture of us, please." If it's a selfie, it's different. Like a selfie, just is like, "Okay, I'll do this real quick," and and get to the bus or whatever. But but if you're like, "Please take this picture of us," you know who the porn star is. That's yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so yeah, it's him. Then let's let's go ahead and anoint him. That's a really Mike Fi- Mike Fires is the scandalous just because he's older and he's just like, I don't know, Got he that. wears like tight shirts. <laughs> <laughs> the short, the very short sleeves, like the Euro sleeves. Yeah, like all right, man, all right, fires. Dress like an adult. <laughs> Dress your age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I've been thinking about that question for like a uh, no, no. I, and I he didn't even pop in, but now that I think about it, it's completely him. It's perfect. Like it's not. It's not going to be someone like Teoscar Hernandez. It's not going to be Michael Feliz. It's not going to be a superstar. They got to play it cool. Like it's it's fucking Mike Fires. It's, it's got to be Mike Fires. It's got to be. Yeah, he's verified. He's got twenty one thousand followers. Man. Such well, a- he just tweeted. Hold on. Who is this guy? Hold on. He just tweeted a uh, to James Murray of Impractical Jokers, and he was like, "Would appreciate a follow back." Yes, <laughs> that is desperate and terrible. And I, why do you want a follow back from the Impractical Jokers guy? <laughs> Never mind. Mike Fires is not getting it in the DMs. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> what the fuck? All right, I'm uh-uh. okay. I'm mad I looked that up. That ruined everything. That ruined everything. He's tweeting at stupid TV show hosts on True TV. Like, okay, I want to follow back. Like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I can't. I'm so mad right now. That's just brutal. That's so. He can't funny. even be a pretend ladies man. He's just. He's like tweeting at like O Town's account and shit. Like, loved you guys a few years back. Like, follow back. Like, he like doesn't know what Twitter is. <laughs> oh God, he sucks. Okay, he's tweeting at Bow Wow. Be like, yeah, what's up, yeah. homie? Uh. Like the guy who played Ebo in Friday. Like, love that Friday movie, man. <laughs> Follow me back. Like, <laughs> just random, just random people, not even superstars. Just <laughs> he's like hitting up Sean Hanfy. Okay. So fires, you're not going down the DM. He's no. just like he's trying to DM like actors. He is. He totally is. Look, all right. <sighs> that was funny. Um, who is this? Is uh, we're not even. We had notes, but I've I've deleted that note on my phone. Yeah, we already had. We already had a show. Yeah. Who uh, Who is the most famous person that follows you on Twitter? Ooh. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Let me look. What about you? I mean, I don't know. Luno follows Astros County. Nice. Which, but he did that. He did that before, and this is where it was. It was a very strange turn of events. Like 
that I tweeted something about the Cardinals when Luna was with the Cardinals and Zachary Levine, who will always be the best beat writer of the Astros for the Houston Chronicle. Uh, Levine retweeted me, and then like, like randomly at like five o'clock one one morning, I got this notification that this dude Jeff Luno had followed Astros County. I was like, "Who is this dude?" And I was like, "Okay, he's pretty high up with the Cardinals." And then like four months later, he became the GM of the Astros, and I was like, "Wait a second, what?" And that <laughs> and but then he like, and I've said this before. Uh, I'm trying to get this hair out of my mouth. Hang on, sorry. Uh, totally like I I came to Houston when I did not live in Houston, and he and sort of reached out and said, I'd like to pay my respects and kiss the ring and whatnot. And he, he totally blew me off. So I, I have mixed personal feelings about Jeff Luno, but he might be, as far as the Astros are concerned, like he might be, he might be the most, and, and I don't know why he would ever follow like a, a fan account. Like, what's the motivation? Right. What's the mo- why would a GM follow Astros County? Yeah, but you have insight and stuff. So I, don't. I mean, that's just to get information and just seeing what the GMs like to know what the pulse is with the fans. See, that's the, the I'll, I'll believe that way more than like I have. I don't have any insight. Like everything that I, uh, I I have tweeted breaking news maybe twice in the seven years that I've had a Twitter account or eight years that that I've had Astros County. And yeah, but you might be doing you might be doing research or something that the, he and he's not at the office, and you know you put this together. And, uh, there's no telling, man. You never know. I, I mean, you gotta keep up with everything you can if it's pertinent to the team. Why not? Yeah, I'll, or you I'll, might announce something that he hasn't seen yet from another team. Just I don't know. It seems like it would be a logical thing to do. Yeah, I'll go it's along a good with website. The, I'll go along with uh, gets the pulse of what a what a mediocre Astros fan. I don't consider myself mediocre, but but is what a no, typi- what a typical Astros fan would would be tweeting about. Like that's what, I'll go along with that before I'll go along with he wants any sort of insight that he can't get from one of a hundred like smoking hot interns. <laughs> right. All right. So so that might be mine. Uh, Tay Diggs follows me, but he follows like a half a half a billion he, people. Yeah, follows, he follows everybody. Joy Bautista he follows me. That's cool. He follows everybody. So. Everybody. So so Luno Luno is my pick, and I can't. Uh, there there are a couple other dudes that I don't want to bring attention to because they're sort of I don't know. I'll I'll text you if if you want to know, but it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be Luno. For me, yeah. I, I I'm trying to think. I mine are mostly people that are big in comedy and stuff, so nobody really cares. I got I mean Michelle Beadle follows me. I'm friends with Michelle Beadle. That's cool. She's cool. We gotta get her on the show. Uh, the rapper Scarface. What? Oh, my good buddy Brad Jordan. Yeah, he's good people. You're Sandman. Uh, you wait. Well, hold Jenna on. Jam- I got Jenna Jameson. Speaking of porn stars, <laughs> Mike Fires turned over in his Mike bed. Mike Fires girl. Uh, that I mean that that's pretty much it. I mean there's there's other ones and stuff. How? But, oh, you're sandbagging. How have we not had Michelle Beadle and Scarface on this show? I don't know. It's not like they want to come and record podcasts. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Beatles busy as Beatles busy as hell. I don't know. She never has downtime. I'll ask her though. Yeah, do that. And and I I want to. I need to, I need to profess my love for for Scarface. Uh, to oh, Scarface he's the best for for my block. My block is one of my top ten favorite songs of all time. Oh yeah, can't beat it. His album that he just put out this past year was really good too. I will add it's that. Worth, to, it's worth a download for sure. I'll add that to Spotify like tonight. Do it. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of people in comedy and little actors and stuff and producers and just stupid LA shit that most people don't care about. But if you say it to the right people, they're like, "Whoa, that's cool." Well, I'm the right people. So yeah, we gotta we gotta maximize we gotta maximize this. Like it's. Uh, <laughs> Hey, do you want to come on my podcast about the Houston Astros? What? What is that? <laughs> if you call Scar- it, I, I I'll be honest. Like to the people that I've reached out to, I've been like, "Do you want to come on our dumb Astros podcast?" And they're like, "Oh, all right." Like it, it totally disarms them. So I have a strategy. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll see. I I, I have no shame. We'll, I'll work on it. So so we'll get, you- for the well for the off season, we'll get some 
try to get some names to get people to keep listening to this. Yeah, I keep I keep holding out for the Matt Albers possibility. Oh no no no! I'm gonna try to do that this off season. We'll work that out. Albers will come on. I know, and I know, and I, this is a good place to wrap up because this season was was a disaster, and this podcast is also sort of a disaster. Um, what uh, wh- what do you want out of Lima Time Time in the postseason? So so that we can just address any questions that come up after it's posted. Like, wh- how often do you want to record? I think I think that we should. We can we'll we'll reduce to every other week, and if one of us has vacations or we have to do something, it's not going to be any love lost. But I'd like to try to keep up with it, just to keep a listener base. Yeah, I think you know, and there's stuff to talk about. I I think at least cut it down until free agency starts, and then we can, uh, you know, maybe ramp it back up. I mean, there's just not that much to talk about once we've. Uh, so I mean, I'd like to have some guests on and have some fun. Yeah, you know. Just kind of clown around and just talk about general crap, get tweets from listeners, and maybe even have some of the listeners on just to, from Astro's Twitter and stuff, just to clown around, to have some fun. But yeah, I don't, I mean, minimum every other week. Yeah, max, yeah. Maximum, whatever the right thing is. We're not, yeah, we're not going to go away until April or whatever. Um, yeah. The, I mean, or maybe, or maybe, you know, even if we record that, cut them down, maybe 30 minute episodes, just a little quick. What's going on? Some clowning around and get out. Yeah, you know the because after the after the World Series, you know it's playoffs or whatever. Nothing's going to happen. Like the, the or take a hiatus after the World Series. Maybe do a couple during the playoffs. Just kind of update with baseball, clown around, and then that's when the season's over. Over take a few weeks off and then come back. I whatever. I don't care. Yeah, we'll just we're, we're going to do it. We'll announce it. There's you put me on the spot. I don't know. There, I mean the. We had a an in depth conversation last night that didn't get recorded. Um, about yeah, we're still, I'm mad about that. That was a good show. It was a really good we were, show. We had, we're talking. We were talking stats. I had baseball reference pulled up. It was unbelievable. Yeah. The um, you know the the AL MVP vote, but you know Trout, Altuve, Jackie Bradley Jr., Mookie Betts. Not not. You know that. what I meant to say last night before it got cut off is uh, I was when I was looking up that stuff when I was when you were messing with the computer. Um, I, I, there's a few gambling sites that has Jose Altuve at minus one fifty to uh, lead to win the out the AL MVP. Interesting. Which I was kind of su- not surprised, but surprised. Like we we talked about how he's right there. His numbers are just as good as anybody's. Yeah, we can. Um, but yeah, he was a hands down favorite. We can. Uh, yeah. Donaldson was plus five hundred. So he, when he's at minus one fifty, I mean that's it's a pretty big difference. Significant. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's, you know, the, the Cardinals punishment uh, for breaching into ground controls coming. That's coming soon. That's worth talking about. Uh, Is that I heard that was up in the air. They didn't even know if they would, if this guy scores a touchdown. Oh, mother of Pearl. I don't even. Sorry, I'm watching football. I, I gambled on a game and I'm <laughs> losing money. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I'm so mad I couldn't help but bring it up. Like, that's he just returned to kickoff after we scored the cover. And they just returned the kickoff. So yes, I gamble. Please come arrest me. I'm very I'm losing money, so don't beat me when I'm down. I, All right. Anyway, sorry, but sorry about that. Yeah, no, I was gonna say. I thought I read something like that was up in the air about whether they were gonna get punished or not. Yeah. No. Whatever. Manfred came out yesterday or yesterday evening and said that MLB is wrapping up their investigation. Uh. He said they wish they would have had a little more help from the U.S. Attorney's Office, which I thought was very funny. Um, right, but uh, but but yeah. The, so that's coming. There's awards. There's free agency. There's the hot stove. Like we're not going to go away. So so we'll do this. And we'll have special. Yeah, the special guests. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun off season because yeah. Now the ex, you know, the last year was was fun. This year was not as much fun, but now we can sort of ramp up, uh, get some people on. Because I mean, we we had some pretty decent guests, you know. I mean, Robert Flores. Oh, we had some great ones. Yeah, uh, Josh Canner, the uh, organist from Fenway, that was fun. Um, yep. Who else do we have on? We had Wesling. Wesling's got to come. Wesling. Well, he was supposed to be on the show. He was. Uh, he um, was and then yeah, Nick Mundy twice. I mean, come on. Yeah, we're your we're your go to for Astros audio. 
And if you say that we're not, then let us come You're and stupid. flick yeah. you in. We'll, we'll fight you with possums. Exactly. Flick you in the throat. So Right in it. Huh. All right. Good what year. A, what a Happy terrible, 2016, everybody. What a terrible season. Thank God it's over. And let's watch some crazy baseball. Sounds good to me. But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole. Fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play. We'll use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole. Fresh today. Ole. Ole.